Are you ready? I said, are you ready? You are listening to Voice of the Fan Sportscast. Brought to you by none other than the voices of the fans. Discussing football, basketball, news, trending topics. The one-stop shop for all things sports. Hosted by none other than Ben Swift Reynolds, Taylor Gatwood, and Tyler Wright. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Voice of Fan Sportscast. I'm your host, Ben Reynolds. We have a special guest with us. He come he coming back for a second time. That's Coach Aaron Pittmore. What's up, What's guys? Up? Coach. Thank you guys for having me back. Oh man, it's a pleasure. You know, uh, since we did last year, you just stayed on our mind. Uh RC, <laughs> he 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 praised you for what you're doing. At, over on your podcast, I'm like, yeah, we gotta bring them back for a awesome. formal interview because it was more like a, like a, you know, guest show for you, you know, appearing on our show. So we oh, were like, yeah. man, you know what? Let's bring them back for an interview. And so well, I appreciate it very much. So yes, thank we, you guys. We're happy to have you on. And of course, we have Gatwood. He's here when he's not on vacation. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, as always, the one and only Professor Flowers gentlemen so coach ap man um you had good christmas and new year we did we did um santa claus was good to us and uh you know came into the new year with family and my kids and so so far healthy and uh yeah great great christmas my birthday falls on christmas so oh uh, yeah it works (laughs) <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you. Well, you know, I've dealt with it for now 45 years. So, mm-hmm. um, but now, I mean, you know, another year pass on the calendar, and every year just gets a little bit faster. So, I'm got that right. And you know, it seems like we uh, the years just fly by now. I'm like, slow down, I'm getting old. I can't I know it. be having it. You know, that's, on jump. <laughs> that's what I tell my kids. That's the only difference is when you get older, it just goes faster. Yes, it, it does. It, likewise, you know, I'm still. Trying to do young man things, jumping out of trucks, you know, <laughs> wrestling my son. Let me tell you something, man. So my son, he he grew a couple inches, so he's taller me now. So he tried, but he like, oh, I can take you now. I can take you. So he tried to up on me. I said, let's go then. So we wrestle. And of course, you know, in the man house, I got to show my dominance. <laughs> you know, I got to keep my title. He ain't there yet. And so meanwhile, while I'm being him, I just pull my back. All right. <laughs> uh, you can't look at your legs. You got to look at them legs, man. Can't look at I them know, back. man. I know. And I was like, looking for me, he was like, man, I'm tired. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I, said, I told my wife, I said, I hurt myself. And I, I went and laid down in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> don't so, tell man. him. Don't tell him, though. Yeah, don't tell him. <laughs> no, definitely don't tell him. 
So the, I, I was very happy when you said he was tired. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that, that's how I am on baseball fields, dude. I, I push those kids and I run out there and do some of the stuff I do. And then I get back in the truck and I'm like, oh, I'm going to pay for every bit of that. So. <laughs> I know. I keep telling my wife, I said, uh, we need we need to uh, put some money into a jacuzzi or hot tub or something. Cause I feel that's like right. I'll be in at things after a workout or after a long day, you know, just sipping on that's my right. coffee in the hot tub. <laughs> but anyway, let's go on dive into it. Uh, yeah, Coach AP, tell us more about the Slide Podcast and what you're doing with it now. Uh, well, I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about it last time, but uh, you know, we, we created the show. Our first episode, I think, came out in April of last year, and now we've just passed. Uh, tonight we hit 31 um, episodes. Okay. So awesome. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, it was. It's uh, it's been a challenge learning this whole world because i just thought it was mm -hmm. easy as clicking record and you know as a podcast but uh oh, yeah but no we uh we, we started with the idea of making baseball fun again for kids and mm -hmm. um it's a cliche term of course we've all heard but like it, it's really you know there's so much negativity in the world and right there's so many kids out there that deserve attention need the attention need the support and so, you know, I, I, I see kids like that all the time in my community and I'm sure you guys do too, as well. And mm -hmm. so yes, I, I, I was like, I, I got to figure out a platform to, to celebrate these kids a little bit and give them a stage. And, um, lo and behold, that's where the slide came from. And it, it's a, it's a struggle. It's a hustle. Um, like my wife makes fun of me cause I say I have to hustle every day. <laughs> and, um, yeah. it is, it is. And we've been like blessed with some amazing guests um you know amazing contacts that we're making in the baseball world and sports in general um <clears throat> and uh it, it's just amazing how social media connects us all the way it does i mean there's negatives to it but there's so many positives so oh, yeah okay yeah, you 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 mentioned that uh you started a podcast for the you know the youth for the kids mm -hmm. and everything and i didn't know until i started looking more at your um your 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 content that you did softball too we do yeah. we do some so we we cater mostly to youth baseball mm -hmm. um and, and we started in that one just because that's what i know best um yeah. and um but then after i you know started really digging around around the you know the country softball is its own beast and so mm -hmm. my goal oh is yeah my my goal is the slide is the first of many so mm -hmm. I, I want I want to show for softball. I want to show for flag football, tackle. You know, mm -hmm. I, I really want to just like to me, the country needs something like that to where right. like, we can turn something. It's almost like if you've been into a bar, a sports bar, and you've watched the Chive play. Mm -hmm. You know, they always got these funny <laughs> clips. But what, let's put kids on stage. You know, I've. I'm starting to recruit kids out there to uh, give us MLB updates on the show. Mm -hmm. um, it's a baseball podcast I run, but I couldn't tell you the first thing. Well, I mean, I could tell you a little bit about MLB, but yeah, not to the extent some of these kids can. So okay. um, it, it's really I want kids out there that, you know, helps give us content and gives them a platform because, I mean, there's some great things that can happen. With those kids. Exactly. Uh, you're doing a great thing there, you know, giving the kids tools 
you know, to go out there and, and talk about the game they love. Because I know uh, we were growing up, we didn't have a platform. You know, I don't remember y'all remember that Nickelodeon uh, kid sports. Like, what was it called? Gust or Guts or something like that? I don't Guts. even remember. Wow, crazy yeah, kids. Oh, yeah. 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 That. So that was like the first. You you always wanted to be on that. You're like, man, I want to be on Nickelodeon so they can see me playing sports and you know, <laughs> deal with slime and stuff. And that cut, it kind of reminded me of what you're doing. It just kind of. You know, brought me back to that whole experience with Nickelodeon. You know, they putting the the kids you know that play sports at the front front stage and allowing them to showcase and talk about the game they love. Yeah, and that's well, awesome. There's so much pressure in youth sports, and and I'm sure. I mean, you guys have kids. I know Ben, you've got kids, and mm-hmm. it's so easy for that pressure just to build on that kid. And like you, we don't know what's going on in those kids' little minds. And, right, and right. There's so much. I mean, whether what happened at school today, I, who knows? And uh, I honestly, I just, you know, that there's kids that we've had on the show that are will definitely not be in the MLB that yeah. don't want to be in the MLB. They just play baseball mm-hmm. because it's fun. And mm-hmm. that's really what our message is, is, you know, baseball is a game of failure and life is a game of failure. And so, like, being able to, to rebound and, like, I, I just really want to help this next generation be confident, be be self-aware, and mm-hmm. just try to prepare them because this world is a lot different than when we grew up. It's, so, when, when you started the Slide Podcast, did you ever see in going in this direction? Did you have, like, a set plan or goal in mind? Or you were just like, I'm going to just go out there and just, you know, see what, what, what sticks? Uh, no, nah, I'm a big dreamer. So from oh, day yeah. one, from, from day one, I had this goal of, um, you know, creating a youth sports network and that's really, uh, even, so I've made notes throughout the process. I write notes and ideas and like, that's in some of my early notes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but no, I honestly, my, my, my biggest challenge was figuring out social media because <laughs> man, <laughs> I'm 45. One. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting whooped in the game, coach. I'm getting whooped, man. I'm watching everybody video. Like, how do they do that? Like, hold up. So, I, I know I try and go do some research and try and make it more lively. But, yeah, I know I'm behind in the in the, in the the scale with yeah. the uh, whole content and everything. That's the challenge. I mean, like, TikTok is, you know, where everything's moving towards. And, yes. man, I can't figure that one out. Like, I just... There, there's i just can't figure that one out <laughs> well you, you know they say coach i started posting on tiktok they said uh it's, it's booming right now so the more you post on tiktok the better so i actually started posting on there just to you know see what happens and i saw yeah. some pretty good no numbers and outcome from it so yeah that might mean, be the way to go now it, it definitely is i mean and it's it's solely built really for content creators so mm-hmm. and that's you know, in this journey of podcast is all these different platforms and which age group you're going to find in a platform. And because Facebook is for us, Facebook is the parents. Yes. And yeah. Instagram, surprisingly enough, is for the younger kids. Twitter mm-hmm. is for the older kids and TikTok's for everybody. So yeah. it's, That's uh, right. it's, it's been a journey. So when you put in your, uh, how do you come across the kids to interview? Like, what's the whole, what's the whole process? How you approach, you know? How do you kids? find them? Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I know. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's reading 
it's research and that's the long hours that it takes is you know it takes us an hour to record an interview but mm. there's no telling them out the work the amount of work that's went in the background of you know communicating with parents um because obviously exactly. you don't schedule an interview without <laughs> parents um yeah and uh but it, it's a challenge i mean sometimes you know things go viral uh we had a kid on the show uh mid last year felix the home run kid and uh he actually ended up uh, the day he interviewed with us he had done an interview for nbc and i want to say like cbs before us and he he what his story was he had his first home run ball and or he had his first home run and he took that ball and gave it to his grandfather who basically inspired him to play the game and nice. it was like super emotional like there's a whole his mom filmed the whole video and you you they both just break down into tears and i got cold chills just thinking about it but mm-hmm. um so like i'm like the media frenzy right so i see this story i go track down mom and you know surprise you know thankfully enough she was phenomenal and you know we had him on and you know as of right now he says he says our interview was the best out of all the others including the big networks so i'll take that yeah that is pretty awesome hearing stories like that i know there's tons of stories out there especially from kids playing sports you know um getting the opportunity to share that story to inspire others that's huge when you see somebody your age doing what you love to do also you know, it makes you want to grind even more and you know, just enjoy the game. Because I know when I was a kid, I kind of took steam for granted, you know, playing the sport. And now I'm older, I look back like, man, I wish I was just done things I a little bit too. differently. I do so, too. you know, Lonnie kids. Yeah, go ahead, Flowers. I got a question, Coach. A. Yeah. Well, I got a couple of questions. <laughs> First of all, did you play youth baseball when you were younger? I'm quite I sure did. you did. I did. I did. I uh, I grew up in I grew up small town like mm-hmm. small town we had two red lights and uh, like we we honestly we had the horrible like the worst team possible in little league um, I don't think we ever won a game um, and I remember that but I remember those individuals I played with the most though so mm-hmm. yeah it, we were small town but baseball shaped my life okay. yeah you know Coach A A P Gatwood played baseball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I played in uh high school and in college. Sweet, what college? Okay. Uh, I played at Jones Junior College and then uh, William Carey in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Awesome. Okay, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. What position yeah. did you play? I was a pitcher. Yeah, I couldn't so, pitch. There's <laughs> one regret that I have is that I didn't play baseball when I was younger. I loved baseball when I was younger. I loved it, but I didn't get the chance to play it. It, it's uh you know that that's the thing that's get kids are robbed of these days and if you look around and this is something we're working on for our next TikTok video is mm-hmm. we're going to tell the story or try to of you know our community over the last five years we've doubled in size and more housing developments are being built and hell we've got baseball fields that are getting sold so more houses are being put in place and so yeah. the things that we grew up like you said, Ben, is is mm-hmm. taken for granted. Like we could just go out to a field right. and play when we wanted to. Now fields are locked. There's, yeah. there's padlocks on all the gates. Um, you can't get into a field and practice unless you pay in reserve. And like, man, I, I, that was my childhood, hanging out mm-hmm. on the fields and, you know, honestly doing sometimes things we were supposed to do, but 
you know, at least we could do it. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's why some people say it's harder for kids to get in baseball because of where are you gonna play at, you know? Where it's expensive. It, it is expensive. That was my that was gonna be my next question. Why is it so expensive to play youth baseball and beyond? Yeah. Well, it's not so much as youth baseball; it is, it is travel ball. Travel, yeah, travel. So, Travel's the monster. So right. Yeah. So you, you've got rec league, which you know probably when we were growing up and got what you you would probably be able to attest to this is really you went from a little league type organization to a pony league, and then you either went to cult or you went into high school. Now kids at the age of six are going into travel ball. And so travel ball is really meant to give you a higher level of competition, a mm. higher level of coaching. Um, but, you know, parents are so like set on putting their kids, uh, they, they robbing their kids of so much fun so early. Mm. Because like I've discovered throughout doing the show, we had uh, Ben Jenkins, the owner of Warstick, um, a back company on with us and he, he made a point to me that I, I i just carry with me is rec ball is about friends rec ball is about playing with your community you know playing with the kids you go to school with and this building that camaraderie versus when you go that route of travel ball that's yeah. where the money starts but that's where everything starts being about that kid and mm -hmm. you know you sort of take and shift the attention away from the rest of the team i mean now everybody didn't do it but yeah, but that's definitely that's where the money comes from because you pay to be on the team, right? You pay for all yeah. your uniforms and everything, mm -hmm. and then you pay an entry fee into every single tournament that you go into. And mm -hmm. tournaments could run you anywhere from two hundred fifty dollars for a team, or twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars for a team. Ooh. And people pay it. I mean, <laughs> that's. You know, with you know, you, you've got some youth organizations out there like Perfect Game and these like premium leagues, and mm -hmm. they advertise and they'll tell you you're going to get more views from scouts and stuff. But when you're playing at eight, like, you can't be scouted at eight. Like, yeah, there's so much things. So many things happen at the age when you play yeah. baseball too. Come my son, uh, he's ten right now, but he played pitcher. Outfielder, shortstop. And I was like, you know, they just start putting me in pitcher guy. We uh we were playing travel ball too. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, we of course we play in this one tournament, they win this tournament, they get to travel to you know Florida or something for another oh, tournament. Yeah. It was just on and on, but they didn't quite make it that far. But I was noticing that like it was so many different kids on the team, they had like four players that played like three different positions on that travel ball team. So I was like, Yeah, it's hard. I, I'm pretty sure it's hard to scout. At that age, oh, it because is. They move around so much, and uh, you just don't know what their best skill is at at what position. Well, you know? and you got you're also going to go through growth spurts. Your body's going to change so much, and you know one, one of the th again, I'm I'm learning so much. I, I'm my history. I'm a rec ball coach, right? I, I don't. Yeah. I've never coached <laughs> travel ball. Uh, I've been into some very heated situations on the baseball field but in rec ball um but i mean it, it's just it's frustrating to watch it some is. of the stuff happen so it is uh like i said i've seen too many times with parents yelling at the rails oh it's even my daughter she plays softball and they'll yell at the rest like that's how you call that a strike like there was one point where uh 
apparently they get thrown out. It was they got in a hard argument about the balls and strikes, and it was the coach's wife. And the coach, he gonna get an umpire like, "Don't be yelling at my wife." Don't be like, "Dude, oh my gosh, <laughs> it was bad." Well, like you stopped the whole game, bro, to to argue strikes, the balls and strikes, and then you get get mad when your wife get yelled at because she arguing with the um. Like, Listen, dude. I so my this time last year, I was being inspired, like. I was building like information for me to start this show because I had a team and we were we were pretty good. We're six shoot, right? So mm-hmm. we're not counting strikes, we're not counting balls. It's just five pitches. And I, I had a, I had a, a family that we were playing against, our kind of like our rivals, I guess you would say. And dude, this this parent like threatened me, threatened our coaches, and climbed the fence. Was going to come <laughs> over the fence. Um, the head coach. MF'd me right in the middle of the field and like I, I was I, all because of a, a call that an umpire made and I got excited. Like mm-hmm. I saw that it was probably a missed call, but hey, you know what? Sometimes yeah. mistakes happen. And I'm exactly. like, yes, he was safe. And people get crazy, man. And <laughs> and I'll tell you, and this is I'm a talker, I apologize, but <laughs> there's, an, there's an umpire shortage in this country yes and i don't know if you've heard but mm-hmm. all sports it, yeah and it's because of situations like because that. of parents and, yeah and coaches and like the fun is just being pulled away and you know we recorded earlier tonight we had two kid umpires on the show so we had uh kyson kid umpire he's from columbia south carolina and we had lathan the kid umpire and he's mm-hmm. from louisiana about 30 minutes outside of baton rouge um, and these two kids, one's seven and one's 10 and their inspirations is being umpires. And like, nice. it, it's incredible. Like it, it, it's awesome to listen to these kids and their inspiration for wanting to do it. And it's, uh, you know, we're going to change this culture one way or another. So we just got to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. Tell me about, I, after I heard how much the NFL referees make, uh, they inspired me right. too. No. <laughs> <laughs> how much did they make? I don't know. Man, I heard it was like like eighty thousand. It was a lot of money. It was like I would think six figures. Yeah, it was like it was six, man. Cause I, I I heard they predominant men like lawyers and judges, doctors, the weekend doctors. thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do it in their spare time. That's why they be missing so many calls. Yeah, that's not even a real job. <laughs> So let me let me take all that six figures and I study. You know, I I'll be in that film room like like uh like Dion. Just that's study. right. You got to scout <laughs> your teams. You about to to ref. Yeah, exactly. So I about to ask you which one's harder though, Coach AP, coaching or podcasting? Uh, podcasting probably because there's so much background stuff that goes in, and on, I mean we got a team of four right now and i could use a team of 10 um just yeah. to step up with everything and so that's the challenge but at the end of the day they're both like even tonight after i get finished you know i go to bed with a you know i feel like i've done something good in the world and because i gave you know we've given these kids an opportunity to talk and same thing when i leave a baseball field is you know you see kids smiling you see them happy when they're leaving the field and it's the right. same kind of concept man it's it's just keep kids being happy you know they're gonna have plenty opportunities to fail in life they're gonna have plenty opportunities to be upset but when you're a coach you have the ability to sort of craft 
things around those kids. And uh, so, I mean, there is, there is nothing that replaces that feeling of being that coach, though. And so, as a coach, what would your model be for younger players that, that you always live by, you always stick with? Hey, just keep smiling. Keep smiling. Hey, I love it. Hey, I, I love mean, it. as hard as it is, and, and I struggle. Like, I struggle with keep smiling. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I, I just say keep smiling because, you know, all, all of these – different sports are so hard to get into the professional um and baseball like you're gonna wear a hall of fame jacket if you can hit the ball three out of ten times like that's just honestly like almost like a proven fact it's just not written mm -hmm. and so that means you're gonna fail seven times out of ten and you know i i, I see kids that are, you know, travel ball, like you asked about travel mm -hmm. ball, you, you see daddy ball happen a lot. That's a term mm -hmm. that's thrown around a lot is if my kid's not good enough to play on this team, I'm going to start my own team. Yeah. And that's not fair to the kids. I mean, parent thinks they're doing the right thing for their kids, but in reality, they're setting them up for failure. And that's the kind of stuff that I would tell parent. Like I, I would really say our show, like we, we want to mm -hmm. target the kids, but we've talked to the parents. Like that's most definitely. Like that's who you got to talk to is mm -hmm. parents is the ones that, you know, adults, kids come out of the womb, freaking amazing. We, <laughs> st we start causing the problems as they get older. So, yeah. Amen to that. That's question. That's one. Uh, go I'm ahead. I got a question. Well, two part yeah. question. Do your kids play baseball coach? My, my, I have an eight year old that does. Yep. Do you coach them? I do. Good. I got a question. For you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How do you balance coaching your son and other players? Oh, that's uh, good. I honestly, I that's that's always a challenge because if like there's been a game or two where my son's been sick and he's had to miss the game, and that's a stress-free game. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. My son is uh, he's eight. He deals with a lot of anxiety. Um, and you know, it, it, he's, he takes failure too hard. And, uh, I, my challenge as coach slash father is like, I can't take the game too serious. I can't get right. in the car and talk about the score of the game. I can't get in the car and talk about, man, we missed that one play because he internalizes everything yeah. that's coming out of my mouth. Gotcha. Whether that's my whether yeah. Whether it's got to do with him or not. He, he's thinking about it. So I have to really, my wife and myself both, we have to be very careful because he's sensitive and like, it's hard. I mean, you mm -hmm. know, kids, kids that are 10 years old still cry when they strike out and, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and, that, and that's my son is like this year. I mean, he only struck out three times total last season. Um, I mean, he's not, he's not the most talented kid on the team. Um, I know that. Um, mm -hmm. and he just hadn't found the full love for the game yet, but right. it's just, you know, this year I told him, I'm like, look, we're going to come up with a strikeout dance because if, and when you do strike out, we're going to freaking grit, grit all the way back to the dugout. <laughs> we're going to do what yeah. we're going to make a strikeout dance just because we're going to lift this whole pressure and like cloud that this shouldn't happen. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's hard though. I mean, you know, it, it'd be different if I, you know, had that best kid on the team. Um, mm -hmm. It probably changed my style, but you know, you got to cater every environment around that unique individual. And yes, so there, there's kids on the team that I treat like mine. 
like their parents trust me and I can coach them hard and I can coach them harder than my son. That's good. That's good. Um, and then there's, you know, like my son, I, I handle him a little bit differently, but mm-hmm. I, I think most people would say is I don't show any favoritism and that's right. That's, that's where make them earn it. Make them earn every, 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 every spot. Cause, uh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I used to coach my son's team, and I retired from that because of the parents <laughs> and everything. But I do have this funny story. I know my son probably won't hate me for sharing it, but it just shows <laughs> you just got to dig in. You got to block out the noise, and you got to just get the job done. And he's a sensitive guy, too. You know, you just you got you can't say certain things a certain way. You can't yell them a certain way. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, but anyway, it was like we, he played basketball, too. So my son played football, baseball, and basketball. So he was playing basketball, and uh, he just he, he let this kid drive right past him for a score. And it was a close game, like really close. It came down to a, a one score. And so we just started yelling. We're like, play defense. No, get down, get down. And, you know, he just started crying, like, as we were talking to him. Because I was talking from the sideline. I was the coach. I was just telling him, like, and the coach was yelling at him, too. So he just started crying. Then you know he just crying. Then he get down his defense stand, still crying. Then he get a steal. You know he drive down court and he pulls up a three and make it and basically won the game. We won by one point. <laughs> and it yeah. was so funny. He he made a three, still crying. And he clapping, still crying. <laughs> I like you okay. You you made the play. You 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 thought about what we were saying. You made the play. <laughs> That was victory tears. That was victory tears. He knew he was going to do that before it happened. Yes, I was like, you know, so it it taught me, you know, talking to younger players, like, they all different. And these parents got to realize you can't handle them like grown men or grown women. Like, they they emotional, you know, they they listen to every word you say, so you got to come in a certain way and all these parents that you know young at the rail, young the coach, just put more pressure on their kid to, mm-hmm. to you know excel. Because uh, who was that four player? I think Bosworth. I can't remember his first name, and he just talked about how ne- everything he did was never good enough for his dad. Mm. And so I feel like a lot of parents just I feel sorry for kids. kids like that. Can I add yeah. something to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. The the one thing I've learned uh, when I played football and. You know, just over the years and just going through life in general. My son, uh, he'll be three in February. And if he, you know, wants to play sports, I hope he does. But that'll be his decision. But if he does, I want him to understand that it's okay to fail. Yeah. You know, fail and learn from the mistakes because we can correct the mistakes. But you're going to have to trip over yourself and fail to get to where you need to be. And I think these parents are just too hard on these kids because – you know, they see, you know, the money's being thrown around nowadays in professional sports. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to push these kids into doing something that, you know, they might not even honestly love. Like, yeah. In most cases, they don't. I mean. Mm-hmm. They just try to have fun and play with their friends. <laughs> yes. And the parents yes. are so wanting to live vicariously through their kids because they wasn't good enough to make. I mean, I, I, I wasn't good enough to continue on playing in college. I mean, like mm-hmm. I would. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, some parents just don't understand that but then you got some parents too that you know like how dare you you know get onto my kid how dare you he's the best one on the field how dare you, you know those kind of situations it's like hey back off let the coaches do their job um but that, that again that leads me into is you know we have coaches that just get voluntold to be coaches you know sometimes yeah. you need a coach and you got to pull a coach in and they 
we, we don't do a good job of setting these coaches up for success. I mean, mm-hmm. they can be a new coach at any age range. And, you know, I, I truly believe that youth coaches, you know, can make such a major impact on these kids' lives. And some kids don't have both of their parents. Some kids don't have either one of their parents. And mm-hmm. so these roles become super critical. And, and I take that role as a coach super serious. Like, yeah, I'm on the field. Like it is about those kids, and I'm gonna. I don't like taking selfies. I think Ben and you and I both have shared. Like we're not that person. <laughs> no, but out on that field, dude, I'll do whatever to make those kids <laughs> laugh. If I make a fool out of myself or whatever, because you know they'll follow the lead of the coach, mm-hmm. and like I just want them to have fun. It's too early in their life to be stressing. Mm, yeah, you got that right. Because what my coaches instilled in me from high school, just thinking about high school. Uh, it stuck with me now, like adversity, you know, understanding, no, uh, overcoming your fears, overcoming your doubts, no, believing in yourself. That's it. A lot of kids just want you to believe in them, you know, and that's where you coaches come in. That's why I love your podcast. Can you believe in every kid you bring on and, you know, they get to talk about their feelings and that passion and hopefully like the parents of other kids who may be pushing their kid too hard will see your show and be like, yo, maybe I need a dollar back. Maybe it's, is they, they, they can't tell me what, how they feel because of what I'm doing to them. So if hopefully it bring a perspective to the parents and I just, I just like that you giving mm-hmm. the kids a platform, give them a voice. That's what you yeah. do. Give them a voice. Well, even the kid and I view it as even the kids that don't have the courage to speak up to mom and dad, mm-hmm. you know, if they can get their parents to listen to the show, let me talk to their parents for them. Yes. And, and that's, that's how we typically try to guide the show is I, I've coached kids that have cried their eyes out because they missed a ball. And then I walk up to the kid and I'm like, Hey, it's okay. Like, forget about it. And, and then the first thing that kid says is, well, my mom or my dad are just going to do this. And I'm like, I don't care. Like your mom yeah. and dad ain't gonna do anything right now. Like you're okay, because to me, I view it as when you inside these these chalk lines, you're my kid. So mm-hmm. like mom, dad's not coming out here to get you. And uh, I've even had to go into the stands and tell a parent to be quiet because the kid could not concentrate and couldn't focus. And <clears throat> it's probably one of the hardest things I've done as a coach is to go tell a parent, "I need you to stop." Like, yeah, I, you had to do that. Right. I know, yeah. right? Like, that, sh- that should be understood. Like, stop doing all yes. that. I know, I know, I think my they're son, helping. Yeah, they're not. they not one bit. I know when, when my son loses, I, I tend not to press him. You know, I let him love soak in, you know, what happened in the time of moment. Then I come back to him, like, hey, you know, so how you feel about the game? You know, just to pick his brain and see wh- where his mindset is. I think mm-hmm. that's very important to give him space, especially after a loss. If they super competitive, it's good to give them space to you know to calm down, to to rethink the game over, to think clearly, as I say, yep. about what happened on the field. Because a lot of times, uh, no parents soon they come, soon that kid come out the field from the loss or from the court, they yell now like you should have made that shot. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you when you made that shot, what are you talking about? <laughs> and that's honestly, that's what the parents like. You got to separate the emotion. Like, yeah. do you want the kid to get better the next game, or are you just like, are is your world destroyed because of this one game? I mean, yeah. and that's, mm-hmm. 
Hey, Gatwood, here's your, here's your question for you. So you played all through youth baseball into high school, right? Yeah. Can you tell me a score of a game in your 12 youth, your 12, when you were 12, can you tell me a score of a baseball game? No, I cannot. Uh, what about 16 <laughs> you? Probably. I don't remember. I played I played travel ball from seventh grade to tenth grade. I don't remember any of the of the scores or anything like that. But yep. uh, you what remember I the say, people you play with? Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, the relationships. But um, I'd say from that seventh grade to tenth grade, I played. We'd play travel ball. We some days we'd have four games in one day. It'd be a hundred degrees outside. I can't tell you how many people I saw get burnt out because of that. Like burnout on playing baseball just because it's so much at at a yeah. at a young age. It's yeah. like your life your life is baseball if you play travel ball. It is. I mean, you you your family's life changes, like your family schedule changes. And and honestly, my my daughter, she I got a sixteen year old daughter, and she does competition cheer, and it's the same in that. I mean, cost. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, like, I don't even get <laughs> talking about that one, but like. It's the same kind of thing as, you know, we, we have to create an environment that this sport dominates this kid's life. And, you know, my daughter's had ups and downs and I'm like, do you think cheerleader defines you? Like, that's not exactly. what defines you in your life. Like, this is just a stage right now. Mm-hmm. That's it. But, yeah. it, it, but you know, got with too is like you got kids now because, you know, you can play baseball ball all year long and i think most sports you can these days in some shape shape or fashion but like Mm -hmm. you know you got kids getting tommy john surgery at 16 18 it's a travel ball yep and it's because they their coaches aren't putting a pitch count on them they're not monitoring how much to throw in and they keep using these same kids over and over and they burn them out and dang you know before they get a chance to really be successful they may be given a gift and you know, they're having Tommy John surgery because every like taking a season off to play basketball, taking a season off to play soccer, taking a season mm-hmm. off to play lacrosse, whatever. Like give because that's every we've had scouts on the team on, on the show. I'm sorry. We've had scouts. And the first thing a scout's going to tell you is what other sports have you played? Like how much of an athlete are you? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, your body gets used to the same movement over and over again and when your body can't adjust to different i mean passing a basketball for example that's a totally different movement yes than anything that you would do in baseball but it builds your body to be an athlete not just a baseball player and that's a struggle too i mean some parents think if they take a season off their kids going to be behind no nah. they 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 uh, get caught up the coach give them if they coach is really good they're gonna get them caught up in practice and everything else come my son like i said he came. He wasn't really a baseball player. He just decided one day, like, yeah, I get baseball a try, and nope. two, two, three years in, he's still playing. So it's just like he didn't know nothing about it. They they worked because I think uh, how he started playing, uh, his friend invited him in the practice. There was like a Ripley or something, and so he, they had him run the bases. They're like, Dad, he's fast. Like, can you hit? <laughs> like, <laughs> like major league. Yeah, like Wesley major Snipes. Guy, <laughs> he played football. They're like, can you hit? And they taught him how to hit and everything, and that you know. Talking about playing play other, playing other sports. That was the best thing for me, like the off season, because uh, I played football too. Mm-hmm. So that was like when I got to rest my arm for baseball, because I was pitching throughout the year. And, you know, then getting to play football 
I could, you know, rest my arm. That was that was always good. I think that's why my arm was always healthy. Yeah, because you start wearing on that shoulder, and your body's not fully developed yet. And you know, some kids don't even work out. Um, like, mm. some, I mean, seriously, we got kids that play travel ball that can't do ten push-ups, and oh, wow. you know, and that's that's like, then that's when I like look back at the parent. And I'm like what are you pushing them for here specifically? Like get these kids bodies in shape. If you're going to put mm -hmm. them through this routine, your body's got to be able to handle it and then make sure they eat properly. You know, they get enough protein. Kids these days are eating freaking chicken McNuggets and <laughs> yeah. ain't, ain't yes. no protein in that. So like you, you got to listen to cereal. Yeah. Well, That's all hey, you want to eat is cereal. He's <laughs> getting milk. He's getting milk. So uh. Number cereal, like, dude, we got some uh, chicken over here. Like, I don't get a bowl of cereal. Like, bro, eat this chicken. <laughs> These fruity pebbles. Yeah, like, his his favorite is um salmon crunch toast. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. toast crunch. Yeah, that's good. Yes. So that's probably why he's addicted. But let me ask you uh, this question, Coach. Will we you know come to a close? Yeah. Do you have any interesting story about you know why you coaching or on the podcast that you have done? Oh man, I would say what's the most memorable so far. Um, I, I think honestly, uh, so our first, our third episode, like mm. this is when I'm in, like it, I, I refer it to when there's a car accident, you see lawyers chasing after the, you know, the accident, like it's like a reporters, right? So I, yeah. I see, I see this lady's picture posted on Facebook and she's got this huge black eye. And I start reading and it's an umpire in Mississippi and she got hit after a game because she made a call. Uh, at, she made, yeah. She made a call at second base lady in the stands did not agree with the call. Uh -huh. She started threatening the umpire. So the umpire, Christy Moore asked the coach to get the lady out. He wouldn't. So anyway, they, the authorities finally get the lady out. And after the game, Christy's walking out to the, you know, walking out to her car and this lady comes running up and just clocks her right in her face. And like, I'm, I'm talking to her, I can send you the picture, but her, like, she like messed with some nerves in her face and all, all kind of stuff. So mm. I reached out to the lady cause that was like, like, oh my gosh, this is serious. And, um, like I got her and I was like, holy crap. And so that was our first big, like, where we had a lot of people listening mm -hmm. and a week after she was on our show, she was on Tucker Carlson. Um, she was on like today show. Um, wow. and we still, and she got like, she, they flew her out to Denver to speak at an, at an officiating, um, conference. And that was pretty cool though. I mean, just hearing her story, being inspired by it, but it, I mean, every show's got, like that little moment where you're like, yeah. I hope people hear that. And yeah. uh, and that, that was probably the one where I felt like we got like a little bit of attention. And, mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, Christy and I still stay in contact and um, you know, that's, that was probably the show that was like, wow, this, like we're on to something a little bit and um, you know, keep pushing. So that's, that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome, coach. Man, I'm proud of you, Coach AP. You know, you was, <laughs> Thank our first, you. You was our first guest on the show. And uh, it was just, we always, you know, stayed in touch, you know. Yeah. With liking each other's posts or sharing it or just coming in here and there. 
And uh, that's what podcasting all about is just building bonds with other podcasters, man. It just is picking each other's brain and see what's mm-hmm. what's working, what's not working. Well, hey, but, you um, know what? Get, get your you'll have to get your son on the show. Oh, most definitely. I you know I talked to him. He kind of shy, but I'm I'm kind of encouraging hey. him. Like, see that step out there. <laughs> hey, sometimes, man, we have kids that I think is going to light up the microphone and give mm-hmm. us all of this stuff, and they they clam up and yeah. then. Like sometimes we got kids that's just like tonight. One of the kids that we had tonight, man, he was over the top, full of himself, and man, <laughs> he, he was he was he he, was he, he had some swag. So, well, <laughs> uh, what I might do is I might I might uh, come on a show with him and try yeah, that make him more okay. comfortable, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah make him a little I more might comfortable. do that. Right there beside him, he's he's a jokester. Like everybody know it. Like he's. He's wild. He's a Joseph, but when he come in front of like people he don't know, he kind of like go in his shell. I'm like, bro, show your real side, man. Be all crazy like you do around the house. Well, so, hey, look, if we want to, you know, schedule like an off call Zoom and something, like we can get to know each other. Like I've done that yeah. with a few kids just to get them used to being like there with me, um, and then you know, hopefully we can ease him into it. But yeah, I mean, every yeah. kid, every single kid out there's got a story. Whether they're playing baseball, basketball, football, whatever, or in drama, I mean, they got a story, and so and I think every kid deserves to have their story told. So, That's send awesome. them on. All right, I'll talk to him tonight. Actually, I know yeah. he'll be, I, I I'm trying to picture in my mind he's gonna be a stag. You're like, no, nah, no, nah. but we're gonna see. Y'all talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we yeah. just come on chat. We just yeah. come on and chat. That's all it is. So that sounds good. Well, uh, before we let you go, I do want to ask you one more thing though. <laughs> Tua is out. He's not playing in a playoff game. He's out. I can't believe it. Is that official? Yeah, yeah, it's official. Yeah. Dang. I, so, man. What, what's your what's your hopes for your Dolphins right now? Hey, survive right now. Survive. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna tell. You, we had that five game win streak. We were running right through everyone, and, yeah, and I'm. I'm I've been a Dolphins fan since Marino was playing, and I never seen the Dolphins just beat down some teams like they were doing, and then yeah. just to see it just deflate. And it's rough. I, I don't know. I was hoping that McDaniel's was going to surprise us this week and say to his <laughs> back, but you know, to some degree, look, I want the guy to be healthy. Like this guy has been. He's been punished this year a little bit. Some of them hits he took. Yeah. That one against Cincinnati was brutal. And um, I don't know. I, I, you know, you, you and RC asked me in the the first episode, who am I riding with? Tua Lamar. For most of the entire season, I was like, I was yeah. right. That's right. But I mean, I still love Tua, man. I, yeah. I, uh, I still got to ride with Tua for now. But you know, hey, you know what? If Lamar ends up South Beach next year, I'm pulling for whoever hey, whoever QB one is. That's right. That's right. I, whoever. Takes over next year. If two will come back healthy, y'all still gonna be right there. Yeah, still gonna be right there. Y- y'all have a good team, and so. Hey, Tyreek uh, made a believe right of me. Yeah, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, Jalen Waddle. Yeah. You know, I gotta give me a Waddle, a uh, Waddle jersey. Cause that that like, kid's special. Like that kid's anyway, special. I'm gonna tell you when he catches it and those legs start to spread, like he he's <laughs> off to the races. There ain't no catching Waddle. Like he's the best dude in the game. Yeah, he you talking about speed? Like I bet them DBs like, dang, I didn't know he was this fast. Like uh-huh. it just 
when he catch the ball, he just make one move and he gone off to the races. So uh, here's my here's my I'm prediction though for the off for the off season is we got to fire Josh Boyer the deep <clears throat> the defensive coordinator because okay. I, I I I put a lot of this on him because last year we saw the same type defense we had good players we just couldn't get any pressure and then Flores after like midseason I think it was like he he made the announcement he was taking over some of the defense that's when the defense changed like that's when they yeah. went to the Ravens that week shut Lamar Jackson down mm-hmm. and and I think honestly removing Flores from I think he was a handicap for Josh Boyer so I think Boyer needs to leave we bring in somebody energetic like McDaniels and I think we'll be all right so yeah because uh, I'm, I'm gonna tell you McDaniels is great Oh, yeah. yeah, I love him at Daniels. But did you think that report was crazy, though? I heard that the Dolphins were considering, considering firing him if he didn't make the playoffs. You think that was too far? Like That was stupid. That, Look, that was, I, I'm going to tell you. Over the I, top? I, I, don't, I, I don't think there was any truth to that. I, I, I can't believe it. If there is, like, I, I'm a full believer in Steven Ross needs to step away from the mm-hmm. team. Like, get it out of his family. I know I think he turned over, like, rights to his daughter or something. But, yeah, like, he, he just needs to stay away from the team because all he ever does is cause drama. I mean, <laughs> trying to recruit Harbaugh when we still had Tony Soprano and then losing him and then keeping him, like, you just don't do people like that. And then mm-hmm. last year, the whole Deshaun Watson Some back and forth. Like, Some like, Peyton. Had, yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> so. You know, God bless yeah, Tua for living through it, though. I hope he's he comes back strong this year, man. I hope he does. Hey, All right, I, Coach. I so. All right, Coach. Uh, you have uh, any social media platforms you'd like people to follow? Yeah. Uh, you'll find us on Facebook, Slide Podcast. Um, you'll see it, find us on all the other platforms, uh, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, the Slide Podcast Show. Uh, and TikTok, well, yeah, TikTok as well. So everybody go follow us <laughs> okay. on TikTok. That's where okay. we're trying to gain. So <laughs> yeah, I can't. All right. Yeah, I definitely uh, add you on TikTok. I didn't know you was on there, so I'm I I sure to do that. Oh, man. All right, I, I right. Put, thank you guys. You will. Hey, I'll put all the links in the uh, show notes to find so people can find you. Thank you. Hey, all thank right, you man. guys for the opportunity, man. And you guys have fun and keep rocking. You thank too, you, coach. coach. Appreciate you Talk to you later. All right, see you guys. we